What do you know about psychedelics? What is your experience? What do you know about the healing benefits of psychedelics? I personally have not done anything other than mushrooms and it's been well over eight years since I've done them. I have been either pregnant or nursing for the past eight years, so it's not really in my scope of doing it these days, but um, I'm a big advocate of trying on psychedelics for, you know, having a spiritual journey that can often be difficult to find on your own. People, there are people that achieve it through meditation, um, but I think that's a little bit more challenging where, you know, the plant medicine can help you get there immediately well i do i do have a really fun story to share about what i'm going to call a dmt trip from um, fighting off mastitis and i call it a dmt trip because that is what they often say you know those near-death experiences relate to um a dmt trip and it really kind of felt like from everything I've read and learned, it's it's in that realm of experience. So um, the only other time I've really experienced this is while I was in labor with Sol Ray. And I think I a little bit when I was in labor with Kai, but really strongly remember when I was in labor with Sol Ray having this like very psychedelic experience where I was just, you know, floating in the cosmos and... Um, really enjoying that reprieve before being pulled back, sucked back to earth as I (laughs) endure another um, super intense, intense contraction. But anyway, that is a story for another day. For now, I'd really like to share this fun story from last spring. And what's interesting is that I actually wrote, um, wrote about it with the intention of making a blog post and at the time I was obviously not podcasting and I'm so glad I never published that and instead am writing and um, speaking it through the microphone because I think there's something a little bit more um, fun with storytelling through speaking. So it was my second time getting mastitis, which I only ever got when I started tandem nursing two child, two different children. Um, nursing at the same time really just increases your supply, which increases your risk of mastitis. And I'm a doer. I'm always doing stuff and often can forget to take rest when necessary or stop to nurse a child when necessary. So the first time I got mastitis, it was just totally painful and uncomfortable. We had just moved into the house that we're in now and I was Oh, I just remember laying on the mattress on the floor and just um, giving the trying to give the kid th- the kids things to do, and I was just like fighting through the fever, the nausea, the discomfort. It was so terrible, and I remember just being like, when it was over, and Brett Brett was working that day, so I was alone going through it with three kids, and I remember just being like, oh my god, I hope this never happens again. This is so terrible. And go figure, I didn't really learn the lesson very well because one day in spring, I was going about my day, doing stuff, and just kind of putting off nursing the baby. Or not putting it off, obviously I did, but probably not like letting him fully um, take out all the milk. And, 
you know, I, by nature, at the end of the day, am very, very hungry and ready to just eat a really big meal and rest. And on this day, I wasn't feeling very hungry, which is so odd for me. So I think that was the first sign that like, huh, something's a little bit off. That's strange. So I came to bed with Kai. He was ready to go down for sleep. So I lay down with him. And as I was sitting there laying with him and nursing him, I started feeling pain in one of my breasts and was just like, oh, huh, this is, this isn't good. I, I've got a sneaking suspicion. I know what this is. So just kind of immediately was like, all right, I think I've got mastitis. So I remember grabbing my phone and texting my sister to tell her, oh, I've got mastitis again. What a bummer. Luckily, this time it feels really mild compared to last time. And oh my goodness, little did I know what kind of journey I was about to embark on. So I remember just laying there with Kai and holding him and I started feeling nausea, right? So you just kind of slowly, incrementally going through these different symptoms and the nausea kicking in and, and then... And then hits like the fever and just, oh, actually not the fever yet. What am I just, what am I saying? Then the, well, I suppose it's fever in combination with chills and shaking. So like my body just like slowly shaking, like seeming, it kind of seemed like a little bit of a tremble. And at this point I'm like calling Brett to get socks for me and like asking for clothes and blankets, like bring me all the blankets, put covering my feet up with socks. I remember my feet were just so cold. I could not get my feet to warm up. And I was just like trembling, turning into shaking, just uncontrollable shaking. I, I, I had no idea how to, how to calm my body down and, um, could, and then the fever really starting to like feel, oh, this fever is, is intensifying. And at that moment I had a choice to give into the fear of what's happening to my body or to just sit with it or I guess shake with it and, um, ride it out and, and just experience what I was already. It's like, uh, if you're, if you get on a roller coaster and it starts moving and then you're like, Oh shit. But it's like, Oh, you're already committed. There's no going back. You might as well just ride this out. So feeling myself just shaking and trembling like crazy and this fever just hitting hard. And I remember having this thought to myself that Thank God I don't check my temperature when I have a fever and I'm not checking my temperature right now because had I done that, I probably would have actually felt some fear and, um, you know, who knows what I would have actually done. I don't think I would rush myself to the hospital, but probably just felt a, um, surge of fear. Instead, I just trusted my body is doing what it needed to do and, um, let myself like fully be present for what was happening to me. So I'm going to read a little bit from what I wrote because it's kind of, uh, it's, it's nice. Yeah, here, here we go. The storm of symptoms rolled in so fast. It's really kind of unbelievable. 
The uncontrollable shaking is horrifying. It seemed like nothing was going to warm my body up enough to stop that shaking. I cleared my mind, allowing myself to feel the discomfort, sit with it, be present. Intuitively, my hands felt guided to hover over my reproductive organs to absorb their energy or perhaps offer something to them. I laid buried in a cocoon of blankets, my hands resting softly above my womb, feeling the onset of a very intense fever. Fevers don't scare me, but I can honestly say this. If I had tried checking my temperature, fear easily would have set in. I know my body and what was happening was quite possibly taking me to the brink of death. I remember thinking about how blessed I am to have such an incredible husband. And as my, wa- my mind wandered off, I, I suddenly pictured myself laying on a bed of grass by a small river. It wasn't enough to lay next to this river. I had to become the river. All visuals dissolved and I was encapsulated in a small vessel. Something strong enough to hold me together as I floated the expanse of the cosmos, but not so strong that I felt inhibited in any way. I was a flowing river of consciousness and nothing else. That flowing feeling felt so incredibly delightful. Then I was suddenly joined by something else. A a manifestation of my reproductive organs here to communicate with me. She said to me, not in words, But she said to me, you need to be cleansed of the trauma you hold in the sacred space. That feeling of flowing deepened. The manifestation of my organs, the source of birth, whether birthing a child or a mother, that sacred feminine energy became a mother to me. I was mothering myself in the most healing, nurturing way possible. Never have I felt so unconditionally loved and cared for as I did in this moment. I soaked in this bliss for as long as I could. I perfectly can take myself back to that moment of this, this, this other presence, just a, a presence being with me as I sat in my little vessel in the middle of the universe and it was an embodiment this this presence of my womb just holding me holding space comforting me and letting me know it is time to release it is time to heal it is time to let go and feeling that that energy and that's what it was just energy flowing and and releasing and flowing within and releasing and flowing within and releasing and I'm imagining that you know as this is happening to my spirit my body is deep in that healing mode of you know healing healing this infection the mastitis and as I was just fully, beautifully immersed in this moment. Snap, like a light, my eyes open, I'm just, it is, there's no time in between 
being there and awakening, immediate awakening, my eyes open. And as soon as my eyes open, I feel the fever dissipate. It just leaves my body. And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like slowly feeling around all of all of me. I, my hands are still hovered above my womb and I'm just allowing myself to slowly come back and just realign with my body. And then I just get hit with the just craziest urge to pee and I'm so weak at this point I just remember like it took me forever to get out of bed and make it to the bathroom so I could go pee and of course intuitively I knew that that peeing was that detox right detoxing everything out and (laughs) and then just slowly kind of seeing my body let me know what I need then you know I came back to bed and laid for a bit as I you know just everything kind of awakening again and then feeling that pang of hunger like all right time to eat and, and, and time to drink, like, you know, we go through this experience and then our body's like, great, we did that. Now it's time to get you back to a healthy state. So drinking and feeding myself and then, you know, within an hour, I think I was as best, you know, obviously still um, tired, but in need of rest, but, you know, back to my normal self. And, oh, there's just so much beauty to take away from this experience one being that one being that it was um a reminder and reassurance that the path that I am on that involves holistic health and trust and intuition and being my own doctor to a degree and um trusting in my my body and my spirit and myself uh, healing with that trust, not only healing, uh, my physical body, but it opening the portal to healing a, a deeper wound, um, from, you know, traumatic experience. So that is such a huge takeaway, that confirmation that, um, I am, I, I am on the right path for myself. Um, But then, you know, it's such, it's, uh, it's such an interesting thing to, to be recording this podcast right now and look back at everything that's happened in my life since I had that experience and realizing how deeply that experience truly has healed many parts of me and how much I have shed from since then and how much I have grown since then. It is quite unbelievable. And I, and I think I felt perhaps felt called to record this podcast today to, um, witness, to, to, to witness that growth over this time and see, um, what true healing can really do 
And, you know, it's really interesting because most people with psychedelics, you're electing to participate. You know, you take something and you go through, um, you know, some kind of ritual. Whereas, like, this really felt like, um, I, not that I was unwilling, but, you know, this got kind of pushed onto me. Maybe it was what my spirit truly needed. And, hey, here is this opportunity and, um, I, you know, I really remember feeling while, you know, right before I entered that portal, truly feeling like, will I survive this? Knowing, knowing I would, but having that, you know, that, that realizing it was so intense that the question was not unreasonable and, you know, what a great mirror for the life experience, this this whole story, this whole experience. Oh, I'm so happy to share it on here because I feel like it's, um, it, it re, uh, just reminds me, it's a reminder of like how powerful the human experience is, how powerful our bodies are, how powerful our spirit is. If we just kind of trust that exactly what we are going through is what we need. And I, I, I think that, you know, we, we've kind of culturally shifted into this mindset of, um, and this has been happening for so long, but this mindset of, um, comfort and convenience this it, and it's a lifestyle right people are are really in this lifestyle of comfort and convenience and i actually just wrote something about it yesterday and i'm really excited that it ties in with what i'm talking about today um you know i i'm i'm making a very conscious effort in my life now to step into the discomfort and step into the inconveniences lean into them a little bit more it doesn't mean that i'm not like frustrated or pissed or upset sometimes when when they happen but rather than resist it and you know when you choose like the perfect example yesterday was um you know i i I put this in a uh Instagram post yesterday, but like sometime at around noon, I was just kind of decided, ah, I'm feeling called to rest for the day. I think I'm just going to stop doing stuff and just rest because I am a big advocate of, Hey, when it's, when you're feeling called to rest, you should rest. But then not long after I was like, let me just go paint a little bit more on the bus and put kind of pushed through the the desire to rest and was like let's just see if I can do a little bit more and then I can enjoy my rest after and then so it's like I'm a big advocate of resting but I'm also a very big advocate of pushing yourself beyond that comfort that ease of saying oh I can rest now but let me let me just see what else I can take on and what else I can do, and that has been, um, you know, I see it as training and preparing myself for life, right? Because life is like a big giant series of 
inconveniences and discomforts, right? So we are avoiding the very things that are inevitable in life. And it's no different from, um, you know, you get a headache and what do you do? You take Tylenol or whatever to make the pain go away. Obviously, I don't do that. I imagine a lot of you listening to this also don't do that. Holistic health encourages more natural modalities to move through the pain. You know, when I get a headache, every once in a while, I get a really big, really bad headache. And I, I kind of, well, I don't kind of, I force myself to just put up with it. And it fucking sucks. It's painful, but it forces me to slow down to be mindful of what little things can I do right now to help relieve this. Self-massage, essential oils, tinctures, a bath, an act of self-love, stretching, just resting, laying in the sun, all these things. And as I incorporate all these different modalities, my headache, headache dissipates. And, you know, w- that's like, what, what kind of world are we living in where there is just this um, convenience and the comfort of taking a pill, which has all these negative side effects that are well documented, rather than, you know, stepping into that and allowing yourself to truly learn the lesson that is being taught to us, you know, to slow down, to take on some more holistic health. So, you know, I um, I probably will likely do another podcast episode getting going more into depth on this idea of how can you incorporate more discomfort into your life? How can you, or I guess that sounds weird, how can you step into, lean into discomfort in order to train yourself and prepare yourself for what life is, which is, you know, lots of discomfort. Um, so that's something that I, I, I really like to play around with a lot and be mindful of. And this story of my experience with mastitis was such a powerful one in surrender, surrendering to that discomfort. And, you know, of course I didn't reach to take a pill or, um, have a doctor save me. And the reward from doing so was healing naturally. So my immune system got this beautiful opportunity to prove itself and um, work itself, you know, an exercise for the immune system. But then I, I got this, you know, it's like, man, how many, ex- how many healing experiences can you have within a healing <laughs> experience? You know, it, it's so interesting to think how many people out there could, um, could heal something deeper if they allow themselves to just fully go through an experience without intervention, without the fear, just with total love and support. You know, I was grateful for my husband who was very supportive of taking the kids and allowing me to go through this, bringing me blankets and pillows when I needed it, but also leaving the room and leaving me alone when I needed it. So um, having, you know, that support and being able to just have your own personal journey is such a beautiful thing and you know it reminds me a lot of free birth and just that intuition and that trust and certainly this isn't for everybody but it inspires me my these this story inspires me and hearing other women 
share their story um, of being fully connected to their spirit and to their self and stepping into their power and having a beautiful story to share from it. That's that's so inspiring. And um, I see more and more of that. And I'm uh, grateful to be a part of this movement and be raising children with this mindset that we are not um, we are not as uh, weak weak bodied and weak minded as um, we are led to believe, but we are truly powerful just within our true self. So I hope this story brought you something. Um, I really enjoyed sharing it. So thank you for tuning in and listening. And I hope you have a beautiful week.